Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Muhammad Seymour graduate Emma Kabudi Barton, who was uh, not only an uh, all area volleyball player at Muhammad Seymour, was on uh, state track teams three years in a row that uh, finished top six in the state. So uh, all state and track, and then went on to Parkland College, where she had an outstanding career and uh, was recently inducted into the Parkland Hall of Fame along with her class of 2013. Uh, for their national runner-up finish. So, Emma, uh, first of all, congratulations and thanks for joining me today. Oh, well, thank you, Fred, and and thank you for having me. This is um, truly an honor. I know I've worked with you throughout my whole sports career, which is, it's been a while, um, but it's just such a full circle to, to be here. So, thank you. Absolutely. Well, you know, I want to jump right in and, and talk about Parkland because people now look at Parkland and the success that the Cobras have had, and they just kind of think, well, Parkland has always been good. But yet when, when you got there, you were kind of in on the ground floor. I think your freshman year at Parkland, they were third in the country, yeah. uh, which I think tied the best finish ever. And then the next year got to the championship match. And uh, but then since then, I was just doing some research. Um, they recently won their 50th game this year. So that makes nine straight years that they've won 50 or more uh, with actually nine out of 10, but the one exception was the COVID year where they didn't play a full schedule. So you really sure. this as nine in a row, they won 50 or more. And then starting with your team uh, that got second in the state, they've been or second in the nation. They've been either first or second in the nation eight times. So talk about kind of being, you know, at the ground level of, of what has really become a, a junior college dynasty. Yeah. Well, and I think, I, I can't go on without giving a shout out to Coach Hastings. I mean, he is one of the best coaches that I've ever played for. And I think his track record can speak for itself. Um, but no, so it's actually funny because as I'm thinking back on that, those two years, um, you know, a lot of the girls that I, I played with on that team, we actually played together for club volleyball. So our junior year and our senior year, a, a big majority of us all had already been playing together on primetime, which uh, Cliff Hastings ran. And so I think, you know, a key piece to our success and, and really, um, you know, getting to, to accomplish what we did, it started with already having that team dynamic and camaraderie established before we even got to Parkland. And of course, Cliff had a lot to do with that. Um, so it, it, you know, it was a completely different type of level with competitiveness going to the collegiate level from club volleyball. But for me, I really do think that that was instrumental in um, just our success because we already had established that team dynamic and had worked together for so many years prior to getting to Parkland. So talk a little bit about your decision to select Parkland and, and go there. Uh, over the years, I, I've talked to a lot of people and, and very few athletes grow up thinking, gosh, I'm going to go to the local junior college when I graduate. They, they think about Division One or maybe an out-of-state school that might be Division Two. So what was kind of the, the catalyst to get you to, to go to Parkland? So I, I probably was better at, at track and field when you look at the two sports that I played in high school. Um, but volleyball was my passion. There was something about the sport that just I was obsessed with it and absolutely loved. Um, and so in high school, I was an outside hitter. Um, and I'm about five foot six. So 
you know, going to the collegiate level as an outside hitter, especially when you look at different divisions is it's challenging. I think, um, I was humbled when I got to college, when I, uh, I learned that I would be playing in the back row, but, um, I think that was a big piece of it because Cliff actually, um, we connected at, um, prime time at club volleyball, my sophomore year, um, and I had tried out for the team and, you know, had made it and just started that relationship with him. Um, and so honestly, just playing for primetime, my, my sophomore year and my junior year and seeing just what a great program Cliff ran, not only at primetime, but seeing it at Parkland too, um, was really enticing. And he, and he really believed in me. Um, you know, we had a lot of conversations, but Really, I think that the two pieces for me is one, Cliff, I, I feel like I keep bringing him up, but but he and I developed a relationship um, prior to college and and I knew I wanted to play for him. I just knew it from getting a little glimpse of it from prime time. Um, I never got to play directly under him on his team, but he was always a part of it. Um, and I always just got so excited when he would help at our practices or come and help at our tournaments. Um, I just knew I wanted to play for him. And then, um, yeah, just, I think Parkland allowed me to, um, you know, I did say I played back row, but I still did get to play a little bit of front row. So it allowed me to play, you know, and spike the ball. Like I, I really enjoyed, um, at that junior college level. So you talk about volleyball being your passion. What was it about the sport that, that just drew you to it so much? What, uh, you know, beyond just the, the hitting and, and getting the kills? You know, just the whole game. It's like an art. I mean, I watch it today and it's just, it's so fun and it's so interactive and um, just energetic. Um, there's nothing like, you know, I keep saying spiking, but there's nothing like diving on the ground and, and popping up a good dig. Um, so, I mean, I think just in all aspects, of the game, it just in playing outside hitter, you got to play all the way around. So you got to see all parts of the court, which I really enjoyed. Um, but you know, that's a, that's a good question. It just, it kind of came natural, um, to me. And, and after I developed, you know, the fundamental skills, it just became fun. It, It was fun. So I have to ask, I can't let this moment go without asking because you, you come from a basketball family. Uh, your grandfather, Lee, was one of the top coaches at basketball in the state uh, history at Illinois, over 500 wins, Hall of Fame. Uh, your dad did some coaching too, Mark Kabuti. Um, did, did you play basketball as a youngster? Did you just not want to follow in their footsteps or what, what's the story there? I'm so glad you asked that. So I did play basketball. I probably started back in third grade. Um, and played up until freshman year of um, high school. However, you know, I've talked about volleyball being my passion. Um, at that point, club volleyball interfered with basketball season. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's kind of at a crossroad and and what direction do I go? Do I, you know, try to be a triathlete and play volleyball, basketball and track? Or do I kind of follow what my true love and passion is, which is, which was volleyball. And so I made the decision to 
not continue on with basketball to pursue club volleyball because of the, the seasons and, and when they um, were scheduled for. And it's funny because I, I do remember being a little bit nervous to tell my grandpa that uh, given his history. And, you know, he didn't think, you know, he, he really wasn't upset, which I, I was anticipating. And, you know, he just really wanted what was my best interest and, and he believed in me and, and he believe it or not loved volleyball. Um, so he was so supportive, um, and couldn't have been happier for me, which I wasn't expecting given, like I said, his history and accomplishments. Um, but yeah, no, that's, I'm glad you asked that. Thanks. So we kind of alluded to this earlier in terms of, of going from high school to, to Parkland, but a lot of people then that have made that transition, whether it's to, to Parkland or Lincoln College or Heartland or Danville Community College, in retrospect will say the transition was a lot tougher. They think a lot of people just think from the outside, it's just like a glorified high school program. So talk about how difficult the transition was to go from high school, even though you played club ball to, to the junior college level. Yes, I, I I mentioned early, earlier being humbled. I was humbled. I remember August going into preseason. I was introduced to what are called three a days. So I had never done anything like that before in my uh, volleyball career. And and so we would wake up. Oh gosh, early in the morning, first thing, and have a more individualized per position practice. So like the outside hitters would go and focus on drills specific for outside hitters. The uh, defensive specialists and liberos would go to another court and focus on those specific um, drills and then setters and, and middle hitters would go to the other side. Um, and so we would wake up and that was the first type of practice that we did. We would go home, eat breakfast, get a little bit of a bite to eat and downtime before we would go to the um, lifting room. Do you remember Gia Lewis small? small oh, sure. sure. So she um, actually did all of our weight lifting um, and, and she was amazing, but it was tough. Like we did a lot, um, but she pushed us just like Cliff did. Um, and then in the evening, we would all come together and do our um, full team practice. And those were probably like three hour long practices. So whew, it was intense. I don't think I've ever been that sore in my life. <laughs> it, it kept you out of trouble at night though, because you're probably too tired to go out and do anything, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely during season. So talk about uh, what was the transition like for you to go from a high school hitter then to a, a college back row player? Uh, first of all, was there any resistance on your part to, to doing that? Did you try to say, oh, come on, give me a chance. I know I can be a hitter. Or did you just, what the coaches said, just kind of go with the flow? So part of me wanted to, but then I look around and the outside hitters that are, were on my team were either like 5'10 and up. And so I I knew I didn't really have a chance, you know, I, I could jump, but unfortunately you can't teach height <laughs> and that's just something I didn't have. But like I said earlier, I really, you know, I love the whole art and the whole aspect of the sport. So there, it is really fulfilling and accomplishing to, to get a really good dig from a hard hit from the opponent's um, side of the, the court. And so um, sure it was tough at first, but I will say Cliff did allow our setters to set us in the back row. 
So, I mean, I still did get to hit a little bit. Um, so it kind of got the best of both worlds. Um, and I did end up developing a love for being a defensive specialist um, through Parkland. So we should probably note too that this, uh, the 2013 team you were on had another girl from Muhammad Seymour, Elise Dalkey, who was on the yes. team. Uh, so talk a little bit about reconnecting with her. I believe she was a year behind you in high school. Is that right? Yes. This was her yes. first year and your sophomore year that, that you got to the national finals. So talk about, you know, having that uh, relationship and getting her back as, as a teammate again. Yeah. So she and I kind of, we got each other on the court. We both were very competitive. We loved the sport, um, had a lot of knowledge over the sport. And so playing with her was great because, you know, Elise was dedicated. Um, and that's kind of what you know, you expect out of your teammates when, when you're at that type of, um, you know, level with dedication. And so, you know, in high school, we had a really great relationship. Um, we just, we, we understood the game on a different level, I think. Um, and so in college, it was, it was like nothing had passed. Um, we picked that camaraderie right back up and, you know, kind of what I mentioned earlier with having that team dynamic established already with prime time, um, you know, I had that with Elise as well. So I think all of those pieces, again, are, are really what were instrumental in our success at Parkland. So talk about what the, the Hall of Fame honor means to you to, to be a part of that and, and know that, you know, 50 years from now, people will be looking back and saying, oh, the 2013 team, they'll look at the name of the players and, and your name will be there. You're just, you're kind of immortalized now. I mean, it was surreal it it really was um you know you and I spoke about you recently getting inducted and and congratulations again but you you mentioned the fact that you were not expecting that it kind of came out of left field same here with this um I was shocked to get that letter in the mail but so excited and you know it really um solidifies all of the hard work that we put into those seasons and that season in particular, um, it, it was, it was just, it, it was an amazing feeling. And, you know, it was so nice to get together with all of my old teammates too. I think that was the most exciting part. And, and, and of course, seeing all the coaches as well, who helped us, um, you know, so much has changed in our lives, but we get together and it's like, all these years haven't actually passed and we're right back where we were at Parkland as far as our relationships go. So it was really surreal and exciting. And, and I was very honored. So talk about after Parkland, what, what was next for you after you got done with your two years at Parkland? Yeah. So I actually continued volleyball and I played at Webster university in St. Louis and funny enough. So it was a, it's a division three school. So it's a smaller school, uh, but I got to play outside hitter again. <laughs> so, so two years at Parkland, I really honed in on, you know, my defensive specialist skills because that's what I played. And then I was shocked when I got the opportunity to get back in the front row. And I will say I was a little rusty at first. <laughs> I hadn't hit in a while. But, um, you know, started to pick back up on those fundamental skills and and got to play. It was it was a good feeling. So was there ever a time in your life that you thought maybe when I'm done playing, I might get into coaching or, or not? Well, 
you know, you would think that given my, my grandpa and my dad, um, I did try coaching one season, um, of club volleyball in St. Louis and the girls were, were younger. Um, and so I, I don't know. I think if I did ever do it again, it would need to be like an older group of girls. Um, just because, you know, at that point we're still learning all of the basics and I'm like super competitive, almost too competitive at times. So I feel like with a different age group, it would be good because, um, you know, just at that level, you're learning the basics and, um, which are important. Let me, let me stress that, but um, who knows, maybe someday I'll, I'll get back and, and talk with Cliff with primetime, even just at an older age group. Mm -hmm. Sure. So talk a little bit about um, growing up in Champaign County and having a name that probably anywhere you go, somebody would recognize if you say, oh, I'm Kabuti, they'll say, oh, and they'll have a story. Uh, just talk about uh, growing up, you know, and, and being familiar to people that probably wouldn't even know you necessarily, but they know the name. Yeah, no, I mean, it almost felt like my, I had a grandfather who was a celebrity, a local celebrity. Um, and I think as a kid, you don't really understand the caliber to what degree that that is. And, and so for him, um, I think when I got older and as I heard more stories from people, you know, we heard stories from him all the time, but it was, you know, from his perspective and um, just hearing other people like old fellow teammates that played for him um, colleagues that he worked with and, you know, on the court, but also in, in the classroom. Um, I mean, he just truly was the best role model that I could ever ask for him and my grandma both, but, but specifically for, for coach Kabuti, I, um, I don't think I realized how much of an influential coach in person he was on the community um, until recently, honestly. Um, I just kind of saw him as my grandpa. Sure, absolutely. And he was surely the best. I mean, he was truly the best. Um, but, you know, we, it's funny because he always said how much he respected um, Cliff Hastings, my Parkland coach. So Papal, I call him Papal. He he loved volleyball. He didn't understand all of components to volleyball, but he he liked it. He liked, um, you know how engaging and interactive it was. And so he um, at the end of our season, Cliff put on a banquet and he celebrated every single player and talked about what that player brought to the team. And it didn't matter what position you were how much you played on the court. He made everybody feel like they were important and significant in this success for the team. And my, my papa really, he, he really appreciated that when, when, cause he was at the banquet. And so I, I finally understand why, because, you know, when he recently passed away at his funeral, there were fellow players that came up and spoke and they talked about how he made them feel as an individual. And it didn't matter, you know, what significant role they played on the on the court. You know, they felt like 
he saw them for who they were. And a lot of them refer to him as a father figure. Um, so I think, you know, just hearing those stories were so compelling and it, it kind of, um, it, it made me realize just how, how influential he truly was. I know that was a, went on a tangent, but it kind of relates in the fact that Cliff, you know, was in, involved in that story too. Sure, absolutely. So talk a little bit about uh, what you've done then after college. What, uh, what are you doing for a career? Yeah, so I, I, I've kind of mentioned being competitive. And so um, I don't, I, you know, that competitiveness in me has definitely not gone away. I am actually in medical device sales. So the nature of sales is very competitive. So um, even though I'm not technically on the core, I still can bring that you know, fiery competitive personality to my career in, in some regard. So I, I sell an insulin pump for patients with diabetes. Um, and I love it. It it is so fulfilling and rewarding. I, I just I I can't, I'm very blessed to to be in in the career that I'm in. So you kind of referred to this, but if you could elaborate a little bit, how did your background in sports kind of help you as you got into life? Some of the life lessons that you learned and, you know, the determination and perseverance and so on and so forth. Yeah, I think, um, you know, just always, you know, sports, they teach you a lot, especially at the collegiate level, because it does take a lot of hard work and, and, you know, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And, and I think the same thing applies with my job in sales. Um, you know, you can't really teach somebody to, to be motivated and, and to have that drive. And I think um, I have that instilled in me a lot of reasons, my, my family being one of them, but also the sport, the, you know, sports and, and always having my life centered around sports. I mean, it takes time management, um, you learn how to work with other people. Um, just it, it, they do teach you a lot of real life, um, you know, skills that you can take with you and, and apply um, to your career. And so those are things for me personally that I've been able to take from sports and then apply to my real life. All right. We've been talking today to Emma Kabuti Barton, an outstanding volleyball player at both Muhammad Seymour and Parkland College and a recent inductee along with our 2013 Parkland team. Uh, Emma, before I let you go, any other thoughts, comments, anything else you'd like to add? No, I just, I thank you so much. This was seriously full circle. I, I do want to say I listened to the podcast that you did with my grandpa. Um, I think, what was it? 2020? Yes. Um, recently and you know it was amazing just to hear his stories that he shared with you and and the stories that you shared um from your you know point of view and your relationship with him and so and it's just so neat to see that you had that relationship with him and then it's kind of followed um down the the chain of our family members with my dad and now myself with you and that you followed my sports career, not only mine, but my dad's and my grandpa's. It's just so cool. And so um, I just want to thank you because I know my grandpa really respected you and looked up to you. And, um, you know, your your work that you did was very impressive to him and, and me as well and my, my dad. So 
just want to thank you and and just kind of share that it is such a small world and full circle for me, truly. Well, it is. And, and I'll tell you what, when I got started doing the podcast, I wanted to make sure that your your grandpa was the first person I did a podcast with. So uh, he, he was number one in, in more ways than one. But uh, I wanted to make sure that he, he was the first one and, and he was. And I'll tell you what, that was probably the only podcast that he has done or listened to or the only time he touched a computer in his 97 years on this earth so so I I helped expand his horizons a little bit you sure did thanks thank you Fred thank you again all right well Emma thanks for your time Uh, best wishes and uh, hopefully we'll be in touch again later absolutely bye-bye